of you lovely, wonderful, beautiful listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Broads Mini Pods. That's right, this time you just get the one host, so that is me, Miss Jenna Kalen. Today I will be walking you guys through something that I thought was very appropriate for the spoopy season because it kind of just came up out of nowhere and I told it to Kayla and she said, yep, that fits. So today, obviously by the title, you already know we are talking about irrational fears and phobias and all things freaking scary. But before we jump on into that, guys, not only is it spooky season, but it is also Libra season. And I would be doing my fellow Libras a great disservice if I did not even mention it because we don't get many times in the year to just scream out that we're here. Um, I feel like in the zodiac signs, Libras always get freaking forgotten about or always like the last one in all of the lists. So that being said, it is Libra season um, and that means it is also my birthday. And also if I can get my ish together for this episode, you guys should be hearing this if you listen to it on the day it was released on my actual birthday. So happy birthday to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, guys, that being said, my birthday is October 13th. Yep, let that let that sit in. So not only middle of Libra season, but also the middle of spooky season. And it is on the 13th, which as you know, 13, just an unlucky number unless you're Taylor Swift, I guess. But having a birthday on the 13th in October obviously posed many of times where um, it was just kind of a coincidental fun Friday that was Friday the 13th and therefore wasn't so fun for it to be my birthday. And in the fourth grade, I had an amazing teacher. He was super fun. He had like two different class pets. He threw us like a really big Halloween party. Actually, we're going to back up because we're going to talk about that party because I don't know why I didn't tell Kayla this in the last episode we recorded. So picture this. You're in the fourth grade, okay? Your teacher has been hyping up this massive Halloween party he's going to let us have, right? Costumes, food, movies, the whole thing, right? So into Halloween. This is going to be so exciting. And then the actual day of the party, you show up, your backpack is full of your costume, you have your snacks and everything else that you wanted to bring for the party, and you have a freaking substitute teacher. You have a sub. On the day of this fantastic party you were supposed to have, you literally have a substitute teacher who you've seen before, and you're like, okay, this is fine, I guess, but like, what the hell, like, I wanted my party, right? And the sub said, like, hey, guys, like, we're still gonna have the party. Don't worry about it. He's just really sick. He couldn't come in today. So bummed, right? The entire day. So, so low energy. So upset. These are fourth graders. We're, like, barely 10 years old. Like, we're literally about to cry um, because our teacher isn't there for this Halloween party, he promised. So fast forward through the day, it's the end of the day, we start the party, we all go get changed into costumes. My school did like a um, costume parade thing, so you would like line up outside your door and like parade around all the other classrooms. Super weird. I don't know if I was the only public school that did that. I don't know if I loved it, but uh, yeah, we definitely did it. Um, So after that, you know, we came back to the classroom, we sat down, they're like, all right, we're gonna watch um, like a Halloween movie. Like, what do you guys want to watch, right? And it was like obviously something like pg rated it was like halloween town or i forget what the other option was so we picked the movie we put it on they turn off the lights we're all eating like popcorn and candy corn and halloween snacks and then 
back from one of the back tables in the classroom, you start to hear a noise, okay? And not like a, oop, someone dropped a pencil noise, like a banging, trying to get out of like a box type noise, like something was rattling, right, in the back of the classroom. We're like, what the heck? is that and we're all looking and the table has like a halloween tablecloth draped over it right okay and we're like what the heck is under the table like did one of the class lizards get out like why is it making that much noise we're all freaked out it's dark it's in like the middle of this like halloween movie the sub is just sitting there and like saying like guys what is that what's under there what does your teacher keep under there why is it making that noise like freaking out with us right all four it's get really quiet all of a sudden the rattling stops and then boom our freaking fourth grade teacher jumps out from underneath this table wearing like a mask like it wasn't a jason mask but it was just like a hockey mask right and he had like long hair like just him as a human and so he was wearing like all black his long hair hockey mask like jumped up to scare us we're all screaming right like what the hell there's a psycho in our classroom Um, And obviously it was just our fourth grade teacher. So that just goes to show you how big my school and specifically my fourth grade teacher was into the whole Halloween thing. So super fun side note tangent. Didn't even plan on telling you guys that. But now you know, the more you know. So back to my 10th birthday. Okay, my 10th birthday wasn't on Friday the 13th, but it was really freaking close. And that was all that mattered for fourth graders. And again, with my fourth grade teacher being as extravagant and ridiculous as you could obviously tell that he was, um, also on your birthday, he would storm into the cafeteria a little bit early, make his student stand up on the table. Okay, and this was like a big cafeteria. Like it wasn't just like my class eating lunch, obviously. Like it was all of whatever grade was at lunch that time. Um, make you stand up on the table and he would make the entire cafeteria sing to you. Okay, I was not um, the boldest and bravest of fourth graders. I don't know who is in the fourth grade. So... I was super embarrassed. Oh, and oh my god, I'm literally, this is all coming back to me in a flash, guys. Sorry, this is so rambly. He also had this, like, birthday cake hat he would make you wear. It was, like, a soft hat that looked like a cake and had, like, giant, super tall, like, candle stick things coming out of the top. Not fun. Not cute. Definitely not fourth grade fashion. Um, But he would make you wear that as you stood upon the table and had everybody sing to you. So, it's my birthday. I'm already getting comments from silly fourth graders like, oh my gosh, are you a demon baby? I'm not even kidding. I couldn't make that up if I wanted to. Literally the entire day people were asking me if I was cursed or if I was a demon baby. And that was just like the kids in my class, right? Okay, just the kids in my class. Then we go to lunch and he's like, Jenna, it's your birthday. You know what to do. Puts the hat on my head makes me stand up on this table. I did not want to do it, guys. It was the most awkward time of my whole fourth grade career. Um, Stood up on this table. The whole classroom proceeds to sing. And it's like, you can tell in like how they were singing the song, like the second they realized what day it was and they were singing it. And at the end, like normally it's like, happy birthday to you, whatever. Clap, 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 cheer. Yay. It goes quiet. No, 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 no. It was finish the song immediate gossip like immediate just chit chat chatters to be fair i am not the most superstitious of girlies like 
I don't think the number 13 is bad. It's my birthday number. So like I'm biased, but like, I don't know, you know, and I don't really see like the big, maybe I'm just like missing a big like history or like legend about why the number 13 is so bad. I don't really freaking know. Um, but I was never superstitious about it. So for me, it's not something I'm scared of. I can get why certain kids, right, might have grown up with some kind of big superstition, you know, in their family where the th number 13 is evil or whatever. So sure, I get it. If you wanted to be scared of me because of that reason, cool. But other than that, I was a harmless little fourth grade girl, did not need to be the center of all of the gossip, right? Anywho, that was a big long story time I actually didn't even plan on really getting into. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, but let's get down to business now that we are several minutes into this episode um, and actually talk about why the hell I want to talk about phobias and fears, right? Obviously, Halloween completely has all of its roots deep down dived into the concept of fear and fear as an emotion, right? No scary movie would be successful if humans couldn't get afraid. No, you know, Halloween haunted houses would exist. Halloween in general just like wouldn't be a thing, right? If humans couldn't be scared. Um, and that's something that, you know, I think is really interesting to talk about. And it actually came up, I was talking to um, a friend named Devin and he on FaceTime just flat out asked me, he's like, Jenna, what is your irrational fear, right? And Devin is somebody who has like a really big psychology background. Like that's what he went to school for partially. I say partially because this man had like, I don't freaking know, like three different degrees. Um, but anyway, he was just super into and still is like psychology and trying to psychoanalyze people, including myself, right? So he asked me, he's like, you know, what is your irrational fear what is something that you're the most afraid of that you probably shouldn't really be afraid of and I was looking at him like trying to come up with a good answer and I couldn't come up with one and I told him I was like it's not that I'm not afraid of anything like I'm a very anxious human I'm afraid of lots of things all of the time but in terms of something being irrational right that's not something that I could easily pinpoint like on the spot like fun fun mini activity for you guys right take a second pause this think of something you were afraid of that you think is stupid or like kind of ridiculous or what's the word like over exaggerated to be afraid of right something that you probably shouldn't that's kind of silly did you think of something because when someone asked me out of nowhere I could not I could not pinpoint it like I could not come up with anything and I looked at this man for a solid like five minutes trying to come up with something and I just could not think of something off the top of my head. Now, fast forward to like a week, okay, after I was having this conversation with Devin. Me and my boyfriend went to go see a movie and we actually went to go see Nope, which if you guys haven't seen it, um, highly recommend. I thought it was really cool. I watched that movie expecting to hate it because it's not my typical kind of movie. Um, but I thought it was really cool, really, really freaking interesting, actually. But um, we were leaving the movie, and I was like, man, this movie theater, she's really dark, though. Like, don't know if I love that, right? But, but whatever, I'm not by myself, so it's fine. And then we're driving home, and um, the area that I live in, there's not a ton of, like, street lights, and, like, we're a little bit farther off of, like, the main intersection, so we just don't get a lot of, like, 
you know, artificial light from everywhere. So if it's not a super bright moon day, uh, it's kind of freaking pitch black out here. Um, and I was just telling my boyfriend because my headlights also aren't that bright that I just really don't like the dark. Like if you drop me off out of the car and asked me to walk home and it was that dark, I would not be okay. Like I would figure it out fine, but I would be having the worst time of my entire life trying to get home. Um, and then it kind of hit me and I was like, man, I think this is my fear. I generally think I am that adult that, that, you know, early twenties adult who was still terrified of the dark. And it wasn't until I really started thinking about it that I was like, oh my gosh, I have a ton of mannerisms that lend me to being afraid of the dark. And I was talking to Christian about it as we're still driving home. And I was like, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's not even that I think something's going to come out of the bushes and like axe murder me, right? It's just the fact that I can't even see it if it happens. Like I have no sense there to help me prevent myself from getting hurt or dying, right? Which is terrifying to me. And he told me, and I feel so bad that I did this to him, he said, well, you know, I'm kind of afraid of the dark too, but what tends to help me is I tell myself if I can't see my own hand in front of my face, that there's probably other things out there that can't see me here either. And I cut him off so fast, like so fast it was rude. And I went, nope, absolutely not. That is not how uh, the world works. There are specific species of animal whatever chupacabras like there are other things out there that are bred biologically bred to be able to see in the dark and hunt things like us that cannot so that being said um i don't think his uh you know way of rationalizing his fear or making himself you know comforted in any way uh was super bulletproof because i chewed through that in about half of a second and i felt so bad he literally looked to me he's like well thank you for taking away the only sense of comfort that i have when i'm scared and alone in the dark i was like i am sorry but you should be scared the dark is scary and then it kind of like dawned on me that i was like there's duh the reason why I couldn't name an irrational fear for Devin is because in my mind, I had rationalized this to the point of thinking, no, everybody should be this afraid of the dark. Like, I am not crazy. Like, the dark is scary. Everyone should feel this way. It is a very rational fear, okay? And I was telling this to Kayla, and this is kind of where the idea for this episode came up, is that, you know, what is the line between healthy fear and irrational fear, right? And we were Googling it and we, what we kind of came up with was that irrational fears, aka phobias, um, kind of start, like you can kind of start to draw that line the second that it, you know, heavily impacts like your, your actions towards something, right? So for example, someone who is afraid of dogs, right? Say you got bit by a dog when you were little or chased by a dog or whatever it is, you are now afraid of dogs, right? It's definitely okay to like be walking down the street and see a dog and kind of like move to the other side of the street, right? Perfectly fine, normal behavior response, you know, mild amount of fear, just trying to protect yourself, totally fine. What would become irrational is if you were afraid of dogs 
and you never went to a park, like a public park, because you thought you could potentially see a dog. That's like, that's a little much, that's a little exaggerated. Um, just a lot of fear there, right? For something that, you know, isn't even for certain, right? So that's kind of where you, you draw the line for irrational fear. And I started thinking, I was like, what do I do in situations where I am alone in the dark that could potentially, um, you know, classify this as a phobia? And I would over here trying to self-diagnose myself with anything else because I do this all the freaking time off of WebMD anyway. I don't need to add to the list of, you know, diagnoses, diagnoses, I don't know. But I was thinking through it anyway because I was just super curious and Guys, you're gonna laugh at me, but like genuinely, if I have to walk from my bedroom to the kitchen in our house by myself, which is probably like a five minute walk, like not even a brisk walk, just like five minutes to go, you know, one door into the next area of the house. If all of the lights are off in the house that I live in and that I feel safe in, I still cannot walk there without either turning on a light or turning on my phone's flashlight. Like, I can't do it. And I just, like, I can't see. Like, I think I'm going to trip, or I'm going to kick a dog, or something's going to pop out and scare me, or I don't know, I'm going to get, like, serial murdered or something. So I can't do it. And that's in my own house um, with no other, like, prior reason to to do that. Um I just really don't freaking like the dark. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what happened to me as a child, but I can't do it. Even um, when I was in college living with Kayla, like I could not sleep with all of the lights out. Like I had um, those like really cheesy white girl, like Christmas light fairy lights hung up in my dorm room. <laughs> door room? Hello? Hung up in my dorm room. And I would sleep with those on like every night. And then I would wake up and turn them off. Um, I don't know why or what it is. I just like cannot feel comfortable if I'm completely alone and it's pitch black dark. Now, if I'm with somebody, it's not as bad, right? Like I can, you know, sleep here in my room because Christian obviously sleeps on the same bed as me. And so it can be completely dark and that's fine because I'm not by myself, right? But even if it was just me and the dog, like still cannot do complete darkness by myself. So I figure all this out. I go back and I tell Devin like, hey, I figured that thing out. And the reason I couldn't tell you what it was is because um, I was being crazy and told myself that this is normal. Um, And what he told me, the whole reason why he asked is because he's trying to come up with different activities for his friends to overcome their irrational fears. Which, like, how sadistic is that? Like, I know you're trying to be helpful, but I also know you just want to see me cry and scream. Like, that's a little fucked up, dude. Um, and I went, oh, yeah? What, what's mine? Like, what is this magic activity that's going to cure me via exposure therapy, right? And he told me that where he's from, they have something called dark mazes. Okay, now before I go on and just try to tell you all about exposure therapy and what Devin wanted me to do, um, I did want to come in here and give the definition of exposure therapy for those who don't exactly know what it is. So exposure therapy is a technique in behavior therapy to treat anxiety disorders, which phobias are considered anxiety disorders. 
um, and basically means, you know, the target patient is exposed to the source of their anxiety or fear um, in full context without any um, intention to cause like danger or harm. So like I'm not gonna, if someone's afraid of tigers, I'm not gonna go throw them in a cage with a tiger and say, figure it out, bud. Um, it's all like very controlled, safe, you know, environments with the whole point of making sure they can get through it so that way they know that their fear isn't actually going to harm them. Anyway, let's continue. I had never heard of a dark maze before in my entire life, okay? I don't know what it is. Um, I'm from Vegas. I'm from the desert. We don't have corn mazes or hay rides um, because we don't have hay or grass. Um, so I didn't know what a dark maze was. And for those of you who also do not know, the way it's been described to me, because I haven't looked it up because it sounds terrifying, but the way it's been described to me is it is essentially like a hay maze. And the specific reference that was brought up to me was um, the maze that Harry Potter went through during that one tournament of that one movie. Sorry guys, I can't remember which movie it was or what that tournament was called right now. But that kind of maze, right? Okay, but it's lined with hay bales to make up all of the walls and stuff of the maze. And then to go an extra step, they lay a big tarp over the top to form like a ceiling and then also cover that tarp with hay up on the top to form like a straight up roof over this maze okay so inside the maze it is pitch freaking black and Devin was telling me that at the really good ones there are sections of this maze where you have to go and crawl through certain areas, go down slides, climb up things, which just sounds like my worst nightmare. Like, I'm sorry, I don't want to be going through an obstacle course in the pitch black dark. That sounds literally terrible. And you're not supposed to have like your phone like flashlight on, like you're supposed to like turn your phone off basically, I guess. Um, and I was asking, was like, what happens if you get lost? Like, what do you do? He's like, mm, I don't know, you're like with the group and it doesn't really happen. And then he told me that to overcome my fear, he was going to have me be in this dark maze group and then just say, bye, Jenna. And then just walk away from me. Just go a different direction and leave me there in the dark, in the middle of a maze to find my way out. Isn't that the most sadistic thing you've ever heard? I was so upset like he was just explaining this to me and then he told me he would leave me there and I literally almost started to cry like that is I think that is genuinely my personal version of hell like if I did something bad enough as a human that is where they would put me and just trap me in a never-ending dark maze like that is genuinely what this sounds like to me so I haven't even looked one up he did look one up and he was bummed that they have none in my area thank goodness um but yeah, that's now on his personal bucket list is to take me to a dark maze and probably traumatize me further. Like, I don't know what he thinks this is going to um, help solve, but uh, he, he thinks it would be really good exposure therapy and I am just not in agreement with that statement. So wish me luck. Um, I'm kind of hoping to, I'm not actually going to go out there to see him because he doesn't live here. He lives out in Portland. Um, 
So I'm not actually going to go out and see him until mid-November-ish. So hopefully all of the spooky time, spooky season attractions are gone and all the dark mazes are packed up by then or else I might end up getting dragged to one. But pray for me and with me that that doesn't happen because I don't think I'm uh, in, in a good place mentally to be able to endure that kind of trauma on top of my normal day-to-day -day stressors. So we'll see, guys. But anyway, that wonderful conversation with Devin was the whole inspiration for this episode. Um, and I also just am super curious because, you know, I think a lot of phobias, like a lot of the common ones, are what make really good scary movie plots. Um, you think like the fear of clowns and then they made a whole it franchise that's still making money. Um, don't be afraid of the dark. That's one that's for people out there like me who are already terrified of the dark. Um, and then there's literally that one movie with the spiders called like Arachnophobia. I remember that's one my mom hated watching. Um, actually I forgot about that movie. I should bring that back up to someone at some point. But yeah, I just think phobias, you know, are so unique and so specific and obviously like they can be really, um, like debilitating to your life and I don't want to you know oh phobias are so fun ha, ha ha no like I get it like if you seriously have a very strong phobia very strong irrational fear of something that it definitely can negatively impact your life and so I don't want to come off like I am just not acknowledging that I definitely am um but I do think it's just interesting the human's fear response can become so tightly wound that we have such big reactions to things like that to the point where someone can't even develop a phobia like a phobia of water right like that is something you physically need to survive and yet that phobia exists because something in your brain tells you that you should be absolutely terrified of it so I think that's a really interesting concept I'm super curious to know what all of your guys's phobias are and how strong they are do you have a phobia is it just irrational um, and kind of, you know, let me know. Let me know what you're thinking. Because um, I'm not trying to face mine anytime soon. I think my fear is perfectly normal and healthy and pretty darn rational. Okay, and you can make fun of me. Whatever. Maybe I have a nightlight. Maybe. It's fine. It's okay. We all have things. We need to cope. It's okay. That being said, that is really all that I had prepared for this episode. I'm trying to keep these shorter. Um, because Kayla always yells at me when I have like 40 minute long ranty mini pods. But yeah, now you guys know a little bit more about what makes me terrified. And you also heard all about my fourth grade teacher, which surprised, didn't even know I was going to tell you. But anyway, guys, stay tuned because we have a lot more spooky season content coming at you. We have two more full length episodes. Um, and I think Kayla is going to give you a spooky mini pod as well. I don't know. Maybe we can convince her. But um, yeah, let's just uh, agree not to stick me in the dark and let me know in you know any of the comments or on any of our TikToks or anything that we'll be posting what your rational fear is or if you have one or maybe if I'm just crazy and self-diagnosing myself and it's definitely not that big of an issue. So with that being said, I will lean on our traditional outro that we have because we have made a new one for the mini pods. So good night, good morning, good afternoon, wherever the heck in the world you are. I hope you're having a wonderful spooky season. And if you're not somewhere that celebrates spooky season, just do it anyway because it's really fun. Make cookies, draw some ghosts. I don't know, whatever you got to do. Pumpkin patch, find a pumpkin. I'm sure you can find a pumpkin somewhere. Plastic one? Yeah, there's Amazon. 
anyway have a great one and I will see you or both Kayla and I will see you depending on what episode you listen to next in the next one bye guys (laughs) Thank you.